Hello, and welcome to the IMG podcast, where we are dedicated to empowering international medical graduates across the globe through deep diving conversations, inspirational stories, analysis of match trends, and well beyond. Our mission is to help you learn what it takes to succeed and to thrive as an international medical graduate by providing you with comprehensive residency program research, educational resources, and an inspired community. We help IMGs accomplish their dreams of matching into medical residency in the USA. So sit back, relax, and tune in. Uh, Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. This is Tiffany, your IMG podcast host. And this week, we're going to be talking about more communication. I do want to um, apologize to all of you for not dropping this episode last week. I was under the weather, but don't worry because good things come to those who wait. And since we're waiting, I was able to get a last minute guest, one of our match resident ambassadors, Miss Isha Jane, excuse me, Dr. Isha Jane is in the building today. Hey. So I want to say hello. Hi, Dr. Jane. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for Absolutely. letting me be a part of this podcast. No, thank you so much for joining. And again, thank you for coming on last minute because I really do um, love talking to everyone, but I know they get tired of me. They won't say it, but I think they get tired of me. So what we're talking about today, IMG audience, is letter of intent. We are getting closer and closer and closer to match week and match day. And we want to make sure that communication is clear with those programs that we have ranked highly. So we're gonna jump into the interview. I know Dr. Jane has nights this week. You're on nights this week. So I don't wanna take up too much of your time. So again, I do want to thank you, thank you, and thank you again for joining us. So before we get started, tell us how one, your new year's treating you and one fun fact about you. Okay, cool. So I'm Isha Jane. I born and raised in Toronto, Canada. I'm currently in Philly. I'm in my first year family medicine residency at Cooper Hospital. My new year was amazing. I was able to have New Year's Day off. I spent Christmas at home with my family. Um, And residency has really been going. I think I hit a point of like, okay, I was almost a little bit starting to feel drained, but then I fell back into all the things I loved. And it's something that I didn't expect of my intern years. So it's going well. I'm very happy to be learning like every day. Um, and just growing into being the best doctor that I can be. Um, one fun fact about myself. Ooh, (laughs) I dislike going to hibachi sometimes because I just have a fear of food flying into my face. And so hibachi is so good. What are you talking about? But I have a fear of it landing in my mouth. I don't know. I'm like always like, ah, ah, ah. And then it just never goes. Have you ever seen those uh, Instagram videos with the little babies that are at Hibachi and they get so scared when they see the fire? Yeah. They're hilarious, right? Right. Yeah. So I can I can understand like a reasonable fear. So I'm going to let you slide with that fun fact about yourself. Okay, thank you so much. So thank you. Thank you again. I'm so glad your New Year is going off to a good start. And thank you also for being very honest about where you are in your residency journey, because I know it can be joining. I am not in residency. That is for you all to have. But I do understand the pressure and the stress that you all go through. So thank you again for being here and sharing that. Yeah. And I know they appreciate my IMG audience, your real world perspective, because I'm sure they're going through the same thing right now. Mm -hmm. So let's get into it. Okay. Letter of intent. 
first things first, to send or not to send a letter of intent. So what are your thoughts about letter of intent and how are you approaching the program or programs that you are highly interested in? Right. Um, To send or not to send, basically, I would say send if you know that you're not going to hurt your rotation or I, I would just say send at the, in the grand scheme of things, is this really going to make or break your chances of matching? I'm pretty sure it's not the biggest thing in your match factor. You did your interview. They've read your app. They clearly like, like you on some regard. I don't think one certain email is really going to put you above another candidate or not. But if there is a program that is your number one, and I had a program that was my number one, I sent, um, Yeah. Sorry, what was the rest of that question? No, that that was that was really it. Um, so I was going to say how you're approaching that, and so <clears throat> again, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I agree that if you, it doesn't hurt, right? It doesn't hurt. And so, uh, if you listen to my podcast last week or any of the previous weeks, I always tell my audience to speak with intention. So if you went into your interview with intention, you sent your thank you letter or your letter of interest with intention, you can do the same thing with this, right? So it doesn't hurt. And again, I always tell people as well, not to hurt your feelings. I'm all about honest conversations. Not everyone's going to remember you. Not every program director is going to remember you. So anything you can do to make sure you stand out that much more is not going to hurt. Exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. Exactly. So I definitely, definitely agree with you there. So thank you. So you sent one. I'm not even going to ask where. It's okay. <laughs> Let me know when you get matched. It's okay. Um, yeah. I sent one and you know I think honestly they responded to my email and you may or may not get responses but like you said if you send something with intention and the real reason as to why you see them as your number one not just location or anything um, I think it can put you in a good place but that being said you've done all the hard work this email is right. really not make or break right thank you so much for that and so again I am podcast audience just so you know dr jane is special so she got a response back i can tell you that 90 percent of you will not so don't, don't expect one but if you get one that's great okay so kudos to you dr jane um okay so i mentioned also pretty much in every episode that there is so much information out there whether it be from the internet uh mentors advisors family etc um but in researching this actual episode, I found guidance to write as little as three paragraphs, but then I also saw upwards of four to five paragraphs when writing this letter of intent. So when writing your LOI, how long did you make yours and what key points did you think were important to focus on so it stayed direct and concise? So I think mine was very short. Actually, it was not more than two paragraphs and the paragraphs were like one, like four to five sentence chunk and then one intro intro sentence being like, hi, I my name is this. If you remember me, left a small anecdote of how our interview went if they didn't remember me. Um, but what I really did say is what attracted me to their program, why I think I would be the best fit for their program, like certain things that I talked about maybe during my interview, and most importantly, why I'm excited to be with their faculty. I think that that was something very different that I included and that is important for you if you're pursuing a fellowship or you're graduating, we're the faculty that you're going to be interacting with. Um, And then I kind of just, yeah, kept it short and sweet and bolded that this was my first choice residency. Um, And that's all that it was. I ended it off with like my picture, my AAMC ID, really kept it short and sweet, direct. 
Yes. Again, I agree with you. Right. <laughs> so everyone has their own idea. So I, I actually saw one and it was, I won't say what the school was, but they said, this is an actual letter of intent. This is our standard, you know, don't copy it, of course. And it was five paragraphs. IMG podcast audience. I tell you this all the time. Do not write your life story. We do not want to hear it. And program directors definitely don't want to hear it. Don't have time for it. So maybe three paragraphs. And I say, again, make it very concise and uh, direct. And so if you listen to Dr. Jane and what she was saying, she was very purposeful in what she was talking about, right? You want to make sure you address the program director. You want to talk specifically about when you interviewed. You want to talk about what you enjoyed about the program, why you are the best fit for the program. You don't really need to go beyond that. Mm -hmm. And that you're, and that they're your first choice. Yeah. Now, with that being said, this brings me to my next question, Dr. Jane. <laughs> best case scenario, which I feel like you're my best case scenario. You interview with, uh, with everybody, okay. um, so now you have you know your top whatever choices. But let's go with your top three. Yep. What separates number one and number two for you when it's so close? I know you said is it office location? No. Is it something else? Please share. Um, and do you send to multiple programs? What do you think about that? I'm interested to know. Ooh, so um, I was told very strictly not to send to multiple programs. I asked a few people. Um, so no, I don't need to lie to programs. I only had one number one. Um, so I definitely just sent one. I did send some emails that said, I'm ranking you very highly. And you were one of my favorite programs and faculty, whatever, to interview with. But that was it. Like, I maybe only sent two of those. And people go back and forth between whether that will hurt or make or break your chances. I don't think in my case that it really did. I think, you know, it's it's whatever. <laughs> um, but for the first and second, what were the things that differed? So um, the first was location, primarily. It was just a lot closer to home. Um it was, I have been far away from home for the last, you know, eight to 10 years, like even 12 years almost. So I kind of wanted to just be at home. And it was also an academic center. They were both academic centers. Um, it was really just location and the faculty that I would be privileged to learn under. Um, so that was really the biggest difference for me. Um, Can I ask you a question? I'm asking, but I think I know the answer because I stalked you. Yeah. Do you mind saying where you went to medical school, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah. I went to the American University of Antigua in the Caribbean. That's what I wanted to say. So the thing about IMGs, I want everyone to understand because I don't know everything, but I know a little bit. I know about the American uh, College of Antigua because it is like um, American affiliated. Mm -hmm. it's, it's slightly different. I'm just going to say that for my IMGs out there who went to the, a Caribbean school or somewhere outside of the U.S. So when we talk about contacting your first choice you do not want to lie about that if you have your first choice you do want to send that and like dr jane was saying it's very strict about do not send multiple programs um you know an email or, or communication saying you are my number one choice however as an img it is my tiffany's tip that you may want to contact other programs saying that you rank them highly and that you are very interested in them and because Program directors are not new to this. So they understand that you are an international medical graduate and they understand that the stats are against you. That's just a fact. And so I, I'm pretty sure they're aware that you are contacting other programs, but not that you're saying they're your first choice. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Yep. So thank you. Right. So I just wanted to make that clear. Cause Dr. Jane, you my girl. I love you. You are amazing. <laughs> um, I want every, everyone out there in the audience. I just want you to understand that uh, you know, we're giving you this advice again, 
you may be told by other people, no, you only send it to that one that's your first and no one else. If that's what you want to, if that's what you want to go with, that is totally fine. That is your choice. Uh, it is of match a resident residency experts, uh, and Dr. Jane and myself, myself advice that as an IMG, it is okay to tell other programs and not, not everybody, not don't send 20 emails because mm-hmm. I don't want anybody coming back to me saying, Tiffany, I sent too many. I'm telling you that. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, you may want to send to them a field, maybe a top five, you know, that you rank them highly. So thank you again, Dr. Jane, for being very honest about that. Let's get on to our next question. Let's see. All right. In terms of technicalities, did you send a handwritten note, an email, or did you send an email with a PDF attachment with your signature on it? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, So I sent handwritten thank you notes, thank you notes after each interview, along with thank you emails to my top eight programs. So the rest all got just emails. Letter intent, I did not know that people were writing letters. <laughs> um, so I sent an email, uh, kept it short and sweet. That being said, like, I'm not a program director. I don't sit on a board of invite, like, you know, faculty that interview candidates. But I really do think that this letter of intent is good to send, but it really won't make or break your entire application. Um, you have done all of the work thus far. It's... I'm sure if you think that they're number one, um, like, and you had a good interview with them, like, that's the confidence and the intention that you need to be riding on. Thank you for that. So you sent handwritten notes after your interview? What? Thank you. Just thank you cards. <laughs> that is amazing. So if you, well, this lesson we know, Dr. Jane, you didn't listen to my last episode, okay, when I talked about thank yous. Um, <laughs> because I literally didn't know people still send handwritten thank yous. Again. Yeah. IMG audience, it is of Tiffany, not Dr. Jane, because she sent <laughs> handwritten notes, which I didn't know people still sent those. However, at this point, if you didn't send a thank you note, it's too late and you better not send it. So I don't know what to tell you. So yeah. that was the letter of intent. I agree. I think we're in 2023. Uh, email was totally fine. I agree with you, Dr. Jane. Thank you so much for that. 100%. I'm still in this handwritten I note. Tiffany. I see them. <laughs> uh, okay. So as in life, Timing is everything, but you are already on top of that. So I see you already hit that send button. Um, So with that being said, I'm not really asking you anymore because audience, as you can tell, she already sent her letter of intent. All I will tell you, and you can add Dr. Jane, you definitely want to make sure if you already had your interview and you already have your first choice, you want to start sending them out now. You definitely want to send them between ranking, right? February 1st. March 1st. I say send it as soon as you can, right? As soon as you know, send it. Don't wait. But again, be purposeful and intentional in what you're saying. So you don't want to say the same thing to multiple programs. Please don't do that. I know Tiffany has said in all of my, don't do that. Be original, okay? So don't copy what any of your friends are done. Don't try to ask Dr. Jane what she said in hers. It's none of your business, okay? So write your own. Um, But what do you think about timing? Right. No, so, okay. I matched this year. So last year I had sent the letter of intent, um, but I actually had interviews going up until like mid-February, just before rank. So I sent my letter of rank, uh, my letter of interest, sorry, um, right after my like last interview. And my last interview was like one that I put in my top eight, but um, I would say once you are done all your interviews and maybe you're like three weeks to four weeks out from rank, it's 
way, way okay to send your letter of intent during then. That's um, basically when I tried to send my mine was like two, two and a half to three weeks before. But yeah. I, I thought I stalked you, but apparently I didn't. I did not because <laughs> you had already matched. So I want to apologize for that. No. And congratulations. And thank you. Of That's course. Awesome. She is an ambassador. Hello. She's the resident. Okay, great. Yeah, congratulations. Okay. So she's done everything. So now, okay, everybody. So we're on the same page with that. I, I mean, I, I am now. Um, yeah. But yeah, so make sure that you are definitely within that you want to get it within that time frame. So listen, Dr. Jane, she knows what I'm talking about. Okay. All right. Now this is important. So I want your take on this because you know, so technically like we've already been saying this entire episode, sending it is, it shouldn't, shouldn't make or break, you know, whether you're going to, your chances are going to increase or decrease. But with that being said, if I do send an LOI, it may result in the program re-reviewing my application with the fine tooth comb, which can be a good thing, a bad thing, or indifferent. So can you let us know what are the benefits that outweigh the risk in sending a letter of intent? Benefits are, like you said, you show intention. You show that you are interested. You show that this is really where you want to be. And if your email is is something that they look at and they pull up your application, that's already one more step that they're doing versus another candidate. Mm -hmm. So you are actually like, I say always like you are your own biggest, like, um, advertisement or you're your own biggest supporter, your own biggest preacher. So if you're not reaching out for yourself, nobody else is really going to know. Um, I really don't see how, like, I can see how it can harm you, but I think that the benefits do outweigh the risks. Um, and also it's, it's nice for faculty to know that they're, they're number one. Everybody likes to know, you know, that they're important. Um, so, I mean, off the top of my head, I think those are some of the benefits that I can definitely see. I 1000% agree. It never hurts. And as I said in my last episode, it costs zero dollars. Mm -hmm. Be nice. It costs zero dollars to send that email. So you've already spent all this money. This is the last lap, right? This is the last lap. So you want to do everything you can to present yourself. I know I would. I would have my name all the way out there, okay? In a nice way. Um, yeah. Again, don't send trinkets and don't send candies, but you can always send it to Tiffany. I already told you that. Yeah. Although I did not get anything from anybody in my last episode, but that is okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for answering that. I also use that wording for all my researchers out there because benefit and risk, we always talk about when it comes to our clinical research. So make sure that you're doing that as well. All right. So here's the thing. This episode has been amazing and you have answered all of my questions to uh, the 10th degree. So thank you. So I like to end my episodes with words of encouragement. So if you could, and now that I know you are a resident, um, yeah. what advice can you give my IMG podcast audiences as they approach that rank order listing and match day? Um, yeah. I know I'm excited. I, I've always held this true to myself. I write this everywhere I go. Um, nothing worth having comes easy, but a little of hard work will take you a very long way. And I wish everybody the best of luck during this application season. I know personally how hard it is to navigate, um, but really nothing worth having comes easy. And yeah, just keep, keep going, keep pushing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. So there you have it, guys. This was an amazing, amazing interview. Thank you again, Dr. Jane, for being here. Your answers were literally everything 
I need it and more. So I know my IMD podcast audience is going to love it. And as I told you all, make sure each one, teach one, sharing is caring. So make sure you tell everybody about this podcast. You are not going to get this information anywhere else, right? These are real world interviews I'm having with real residents who've been through your experience. So again, please take everything we say. And, you know, again, always make sure that you reach out to your mentors, your advisors, and all of that. We absolutely want you to do that. But also you want to get that real world experience as well. So with that, Dr. Jane, unless you have anything else, I will thank you for the 20th time for being on the IMG podcast. And also I want everyone to know, you know, I always do a shameless plug. If you are not a good writer, even though it could be a two paragraph email, if you are not a good writer, you're not good with grammar or, you know, again, I said it before, if English writing is not your first language, you want to get someone to review this for you and re-review it for you. Residency Experts has this excellent service where they will help you um, produce excellent thank you um, communications and letter of intent. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, Again, I told you Grammarly is a free resource as well if you want to use that. But make sure that you put your best foot forward. Don't let a grammatical error be the difference between you and the next person. Um, With that being said, I encourage you all to have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the week. And let's keep pushing until the next time. All right. Thank you, Dr. Jane. Thank you, Tiffany, so much. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care. This concludes our IMG podcast episode. Thank you for listening. Make sure to follow and subscribe so you don't miss any new releases. Learn more about our services on www.matcharesident.com and follow us on social media at Matcharesident on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Until next time, try to get some sleep between rounds.